AJ Jones? Yes, sir. Uh, how are you in all your resplendent glory? I am good. I'm concerned I'm not as good as you are, though, because you are wearing a watermelon shirt. But I try and influence you, and, you know, my shirt game has been strong, and you're down here in a sweater, which reminds me. Last couple of days, we've had a heat advisory in Tennessee. Yes. You know it has to be especially hot. Like, it's always hot. But to have a heat advisory means it's ridiculously hot. And so we're leaving for work yesterday. Siri's notified me. <laughs> it's a heat advisory. And I see AJ go over and pick up her winter fleece and bring it with her. Only my wife would bring a fleece. Well, in but a- that is because I sit in rooms that have air conditioning that is set by men. I sat in the same room as you yesterday for that yes. meeting, and it was way too hot because nobody sets the air conditioning at a proper temperature. I was quite happy with my fleece. And we need a Kickstarter but at Grace Center to I, buy air conditioners that <laughs> work. I feel like you're trying to get off topic because what I want to know is how many watermelon shirts does one man need? I only, I only have two. I only have two watermelon shirts. I question whether any man needs two watermelon shirts. It, it comes back down to the fact that I just, don't enjoy clothes shopping. Yes, I'm I, familiar with I that. I like I like clothes. I just don't like it enough to put in the amount of effort. Like if I had a personal shopper for me, I would love it. But I don't. And so So I watermelons. Just, no, I walked was into just... Old Navy and they had a sale on and I just grabbed every shirt they had in my size and it was this. And so, you know, it was watermelon last year and I got watermelon this year and what can I say? Yes. Well that's very interesting. We can't match. Well, Ish. I've got some green rind on here. Sure. You didn't Let's wear your this watermelon is, shirt. This is exactly the kind of matching that gives me grave concern, but we can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, weekly update. Well, we're back in the swing of things. Kids are in school. Not ready for that. You're not? Well, it's too late. I think, so we now have a high schooler. Abby, our eldest, has gone into high school. I we have guess. a middle schooler. Tia's now in middle school, and then yeah. we have a third grader. That's okay. That but you know, passage of time. I think the thing that hit me is our fourteen-year-old, our high schooler, got a job as well. I was. I think I had like actual trauma. That's the yeah. big life shift for me. That she now works at a restaurant. At a restaurant, and I'm like, this is like. But I remember having yeah. a job when I was fourteen. I remember. Yeah. I liked having money when I was fourteen. Yeah. But just cognitively, that's a. I'm about to drop you off at a restaurant. I eat at all the time, and you're going to work. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. She's also said, by the way, we're not allowed to eat while she's working at that restaurant. It says who? Her, rather strongly. <laughs> and with the same fierce well, eyes we'll that have you have. To see. <laughs> yeah, it's back to the swing of things. Uh, I had an eye appointment on Monday. Yes. They're still always, brown. It's always comical because I yeah. take this off. I, I literally can't see a thing. But what I've noticed is I now, like to read my phone, I... I I'm okay here, but like as the day goes on, I get tired. I have to take my glasses off and I have to hold them here. And so the optician was like... I have the opposite issue. The more tired I get, I need the person next to me to hold my phone further away. (laughs) Or when you're podcasting. But the optician said, hey, it's probably now time for some progressives. Mm. And I was like, well, that's going to be weird. because He said, that's fine. You just look where you're... You point your nose where you want to look instead of moving your eyes. So So you're going to have to retrain yourself. Here's the thing, though, like, I I did think about LASIK, you know, yeah. where they do that. But I, the more I read about it, the more I'm like, no, like, it's shining a laser in your eyes. And I'm sure it's all okay, and I'm sure they've got a great safety record, but it just, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, we give you a Valium. I'm like, how about, like, several Valium? <laughs> because you're awake during the whole thing, and they tell you to look in a certain place and not look away from it and things like that, yeah. But yeah. apparently the fail-safe switches where the laser detects if your eye looks somewhere else, which you know I'm not going to be able to look in a certain place for an, a long period of time. I know. It'd be interesting to record, though. Even doing the eye exam where they're like, okay, look at the light, look at the light. You know, or, no, they gave me this thing where you have to click every time you see a wiggly line. Yeah. And, and you know, then I'm having to refocus, and it's only with one eye, and I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, I'm sure I screwed up that <laughs> test. Maybe I don't need progressives after all. Yeah, you just probably failed a test. I have a question. You. This feels like a setup because <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're casual. I have a question. One of our podcast listeners mentioned uh-huh. to me, uh, one of your 
purchases that you're like, man, we just need to get this. I'm going to use it all the time. And asked how you've been doing with the power washer. Well, I don't think I ever said I'd be using it all the time. Okay. It was one of those purchases. Can you clarify for me if you've even opened the box? Well, let's not do it that way. Well, let's 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 just round it up. To the number of times I've used it to the closest 10. I've used it like 10 times. You've used it not at all. Rounding it to the nearest 10. Let's just say I've used it 10 times. You haven't even broken the tape on the box. That's not true. The box is open. Okay. That must have happened recently. But it's sitting right there. I had to cut the box open because I was like, what is this big box? (laughs) (laughs) And I opened it to see what it was. Oh, yeah. But then you don't actually, you haven't opened the, that's just the packaging box. There's a box inside where it's sitting inside You know, we've had a busy season yeah, of life. We needed that. We needed that. Um, well, power we, washer. we will. Yes, we'll power wash the children with it later. Someone's going to get power washed with it. You know, it's one of those future purchases that you will thank oh, me one day. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm sure. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so sneaky. Oh, I've got a, a uh, non premeditated question. <laughs> I actually made a note of it so that I would remember so sneaky. for today so to ask sneaky. you. Yeah. So uh, the only other thing that's noteworthy is I I got a new game, The Legend of Zelda. What's it called? Uh, Skyward Sword. Something Square. HD yeah, Sword. And uh, we took it on vacation. We did. And I st- put the kids to bed one night, and I settled down to play it. And my worst nightmare came true after playing more than fifty hours of this video game. Yeah, one I mean, not in a row. Over several weeks, you've yeah. played 50 hours. I had yeah, amassed yeah. over 50 hours. One of my children. Who shall remain nameless, but he's really cute. He's really cute. <laughs> Overwrote my game. Yep. And so I had to start from scratch, which is well, one of those moments where I was like, oh, it's okay. I don't think I got that far. And it, all it was was I completely forgotten how far I'd gotten, and it took forever to get back. Well, I want to say, well, so we had gone on a, a date back to the animal kingdom right yes. to just have like a estate yep. and thinking that the park was going to stay open and then it wasn't mm-hmm. and so then we went and wandered around disney springs and came home and so our plan was you were going to play a video game for a while i was going to read then we go to bed yep. you know and as you're looking at this file you're like wait all my things are gone all and I, you you handled it great. I probably would not have handled it that well if if I my accidentally pro- deleted your Breath of the Wild file. Oh, I'd be so sad. Well, which one? Because I have three. I have the one that's a hundred percented. I'd be very sad about that one. Let's just test your. No, let's just I don't test think we how should. resilient I don't think you we are. Should. So you thought yeah. I handled that well? Mm-hmm. Did that make up for not using a pressure washer that we had to buy? Um, no, you still need to. I think we we should like film some sort of live video the first time you use the pressure washer. Oh, you're, you're I, I don't know when all my buttons. I don't know when that will happen, but you know, whenever it is. Yes. You, nothing. Uh huh. Nothing. Checking with me at a later date. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our topic. Yes. For this week is to follow up on last week we gave you a brief synopsis of our disney vacation yes i had a fun conversation this week with sarah parsons uh, one of our pastors at grace center and she said i really want to talk to you about your fascination with disney world because you you know you've you you've been there it seems like it's a great source of joy you know i, I want to get there and i'm reminded of a conversation i had with our kids because when you go to disney world there is a sliding scale on the one end of the scale there was what i would call you know, people who are tourists who are just at Disney World. And yeah, the other they're end, in Florida already. They came to Disney World. On the other yeah. end, you got people who would be kind to say they're Disney fanatics. Yes, right? we are not Disney fanatics, and so I remember explaining to the kids. No, like we don't have Disney stuff all over the house or no, anything like that. No. But we do have wonderful Disney memories. memories yeah. Yes, but I'm explaining to the kids that. We're not a Disney fanatic. And the kids are just letting me finish my preamble. And they're like, Dad, just to be clear, as they're looking at me wearing a Disney hat, and we spent like several hours trying to find you a Disney hat while we've been at Disney World, you know, for six days. They're like, and so we're not a Disney World. But no, there is a sliding scale. And our, our history with Disney goes back to, well, it started with me. I don't know how old I was. I first went to Disneyland on the way back from New Zealand, my parents lived in New Zealand for a year when I was very young. I don't even remember living. I've got like a fleeting memory 
of living in New Zealand. So I must have been three or maybe four. I, I texted my sister, who knows all things. And on the way back, apparently, from Auckland via LA to back to Britain, my parents took me to Disney World. And I do remember having a Donald Duck hat that would quack when you would squeeze it. And I remember losing the Donald Duck hat oh. on the airplane. I remember being distraught. That's all I remember about Disneyland. Oh, that's so cute. Know, you had a cute. Donald Duck hat? That would quack when you'd squeeze oh, it. Oh, that's I know. so cute. I nearly bought another one. Oh my gosh. I wish they could see pictures of you when you were little because you were like the cutest little kid. Thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> the members could. I don't think yeah, I've got could, any pictures could, of me in a D- we, Donald Duck hat. Well, not in a Donald Duck hat, but it's not it's not a stretch to picture the Donald Duck hat. You were just we could, so we could Photoshop so cute it with your you know your dimpled chin and your big brown eyes and yeah yeah big teeth. Chin are still there. And big teeth are still there. <laughs> and big brown eyes. So Disneyland was my earliest memory. Yeah. But where it started for us was our honeymoon. Yes. Talk about our honeymoon. So. Well, I mean that that's an entirely uh, different. <laughs> Talk about story. the good part of okay, our honeymoon. Okay, the good part of our honeymoon was Disney, but it was really funny because when we were talking about going on honeymoon, and you were like, "I really want to go to Disney World," I was like, Wh- "What? Like, are we children? No, I want to go to a beach somewhere." You never said that though. And well, I I think when I thought honeymoon, I thought beach, chill out you know, nice food, nap a lot. And you wanted yeah. Yep. <laughs> nap in quotation marks. Um no, but actual nap too. Um and you suggested Disney World and uh, to begin with I I wasn't thrilled with that idea. But you I only found out in retrospect you never raised your I really? wasn't thrilled with the idea. No, you seemed quite okay with it. So you were secretly thinking, what the heck are we doing? Well, it seemed you were so excited about the idea. I do remember thinking, I, there's nothing that I'm particularly excited about doing. Mm-hmm. I just never considered that Disney would be a honeymoon location. And and again, I don't know where that came from. The the only tentative link, tenuous link rather, that I've got to that is again, I remember being a little boy and I remember one of the only times I saw my dad impressed was he came back from Epcot and he told us, like he went at great lengths to tell us about the jumping waterfalls. Yes. And it was like one of the most amazing things he'd ever seen. I think probably as a kid, I remember, I mean, I must have remember thinking if this was noteworthy to my dad, I must see this at some point in my life. Yes. That's one thing. Second thing, again, from the age of eight, I've always wanted to be an American. And I probably conflated America and Disney World as one thing. Like, ah. what's more American than drinking Coca-Cola? <laughs> you mean the happiest place on earth and the happiest country on earth? Right. <laughs> and so, I'm, I, because I, again, I don't remember the passion for our honeymoon to be at Disney World. Oh, you o- were super. Other than. Yeah. No, no, I remember being super excited. But I'm okay. trying to think, what was the link? What was the reason? What was the passion? Because again... We are not Disney nerds. Like we, you know, my favorite movies aren't all Disney movies. Yeah. But I really, I did want to go to Disney World. Yeah. And I don't remember why. I remember going the first day with you, and you got we got we got inside the Magic Kingdom, and you turned around, and I think I even took a picture. I've got it. I got the but, picture. I looked at it earlier. It's Epcot. You, you you squealed. I'm wearing a yellow hoodie. Yes. And I'm like. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it was. I was just like. Yeah, the first time we went. Obviously, it's just us, but like you were fascinated by everything, and we did all the behind the scenes tours and learned about force perspective and how do they collect the garbage underground and you know in the Magic Kingdom, so you never see that happen, and you know all this different stuff. And I, I was like, wow. I mean, we walked, got to walk through all these tunnels and see people half in costume. Yeah, we paid a fortune for the behind the scenes, the keys to the kingdom tour. Yeah, and it was eight hours of walking. Do you remember that? It was yeah. an eight-hour tour, which probably fed the nerdy part of me. Probably. If that <laughs> didn't feed the nerdy part of you, then we have a big problem. <laughs> but well, I, I was, what, like, what, good about what was an your hour and a half in. You were? <laughs> well, I mean, I loved, I loved how they pointed out how, you know, like, even... Even the flooring, like the way that the bricks were done in different areas and, and all that kind of stuff, like how they thought through every all every detail. I loved that. Like I loved, yeah, I loved all the intention and all the planning. And I don't know that I would have noticed a lot of it walking around. Mm-hmm. 
without them saying, hey, this is why the brick is brown here, because this is supposed to be be the medieval part and there would have you know been dirt here or there would have been slop from windows here and so that's why the brick and is have you done noticed this that way all the people who are in costume they have their skirts higher yeah because in those days there would have been slop and yeah. so the women were like no didn't notice any of that so yeah all the and little you'll never nerdy see like somebody from the medieval part in the space part or whatever. Everybody goes underground for everything. She means from Frontierland and Tomorrowland, just yes, not to be pedantic, but like if we're going to talk about <laughs> specifics, we need to talk about specifics. Yeah, but you're not a Disney nerd. Not totally. No. Let's just make uh-uh. that clear. Not yeah, a Disney nerd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, we went. We had a great time. They certainly know how to cater to people on honeymoon, like in terms of, you know, every restaurant we went to, they would... Yeah you know, bring us free dessert or free champagne or whatever, and they'd write a happy honeymoon. And, you know, it was it was. I would fun. argue that the customer service we experienced wasn't exceptional because we were on our honeymoon. It was exceptional because that's what Disney does. I, I do think that's true, but I do think they went above and beyond for... Like, I'm just thinking, like, yeah. we went to our first Cirque du Soleil show yeah. was on honeymoon, and when we called in... That was like no, there's no tick, you know, no tickets, no VIP. Wait, you're on honeymoon. Hang on a second. Yes, we'll get you in these VIP seats or whatever. So there was a certain amount of that for sure. But I also like I don't disagree. I I think the Disney magic you're talking about is you felt special. Yes. And I would say I remember a time one of the other times we went back, uh, we had reservations at a restaurant, and for whatever reason they canceled the reservation. You know, and I called just to say, hey, you know, I've had this dining reservation booked for six months. You have to cancel. No reason. They gave me the reason over the phone and they said, and I explained, hey, you know, there's tons of restaurants. I can eat anywhere. That wasn't the problem. But the reason we booked it was for this and this reason and this reason. They were like, totally understand. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to create a magical moment for you. And they went out of their way. We weren't on honeymoon or anything. They went out of their way to create. They turned a negative into this incredible thing now right i think when we went on honeymoon i didn't have the part of me that i have now which is how to create excellent environments like that thing has fascinated me you know customer service yeah well i would say you were still fascinated by it then but but uh maybe you're at the beginning of being Mm -hmm. because you would notice you know great customer service like when we when we flew places and whatever yeah but certainly now as uh, people that probably have more responsibility for how something operates. Yep. There's so much to look around and go, man, they're doing so much really well. Mm-hmm. It gives me a headache to think about the logistics of running everything they do as well as they do, yeah, as consistently as they do. Yeah, I, like I, I'm like, how does this even run? Because again, like within the small areas of responsibility that we have we want people in our orbit to have a great experience whether that's a church whether that's a school whether that's an m we want the touch point that people experience when they come to gray center of course we want them to encounter the kingdom of god yes. the presence of god but we want to remove as much friction from the experience from the experience yeah. Yeah. Right, so how can we make sure that people who show up at Grace Center, are, whether they're guests or whether they're members at Grace Center, how can we make sure that the people who are paying to come to the school have an incredible experience and feel honored and feel loved and feel welcomed and feel, you know, so you're right. The more and more you get involved in that being your heart and value, the more and more you notice when that happens. And none of that ever happens accidentally. It's all intention. Yeah. And so I think part of my joy at being at Disney is if excellence is the sum of a tiny thousand... A thousand tiny pieces. Uh, yeah, decisions. Yeah. yeah. You're on the receiving end of that all, all yes. the time. Yes, yeah. But go on about the honeymoon. Like, what, what else about the honeymoon? Because so initially you were like, why would we... You don't you mean been... the other honeymoon things. You just oh, mean the, the other Disney honeymoon, honeymoon, no, honeymoon Disney, things. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so originally you were skeptical. Yes. And then you went. And wh- oh, and what I did loved you... it. And, it. and it was great because, you know, not to not to be crass, but it's not like you just lie around having sex all day on honeymoon you you do other things and it was it was fun to actually go and have fun things to do together you know and then just be able to go back to the hotel and but but like you know just have a fun activity rather than i'm just gonna sit on this chair and what fun activity are we talking about (laughs) i mean like 
go on rides and all that kind of like i mean it was fun to like there's so many different things especially when you have access to all four parks Mm -hmm. so many different restaurants we could wander around epcot we could i mean we just basically got to have have fun and have sex and have sex but it not be yeah like just i i find like when we i love going to the beach for a limited amount of time uh and then i get kind of bored right does that make sense no well, opportunity to get bored at Disney. There's no opportunity. No. I think the other thing, when we went on honeymoon, we stayed on site. We've only stayed on site a couple of times because it's so yeah, get, it's get this out of the way. So expensive. Anytime you go to Disney, you're setting fire to thousands of dollars yes. of money. Like yeah, you yeah. just gotta be prepared that you are burning through Save cash. up and be prepared. You will spend way more staying on site. At way, Disney. way more. And our honeymoon we did that. We splashed out, we stayed on site, and it's got its advantages, to be sure. Yeah. Um, don't even know where I was going with that. Yes, I do. And so, you know, you think about Disney and you can think about Disney as just like, you know, long lines is in Florida. It's hot. You know, you're, you're, it's for kids. right? But some of the best restaurants in Florida are at Disney. They're, they're not necessarily Yeah, they the have park. some great restaurants. Some of their hotels are just yeah. out of the world. And so when you stay on site or actually when you're a guest at Disney, you can go to any of the hotels at any of the resorts if you have a reservation. And, you know, like we ate one of the top restaurants that they have. It's one of the, it's like a five diamond um, restaurant, spectacular restaurant, spectacular food. And so it wasn't just the park that was amazing. It was the whole ambiance, the whole environment, the whole restaurant. Again, everywhere you go, their whole job is to excel at, you know, making you feel special and wonderful. Yes. Start of this year. Which I don't know if you remember 2020. Do you remember 2020 being a different year? Yeah. 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 Start of this year, I was praying. And just asking the Lord for wisdom about you know what what I do this year, and the Lord was like, Alan, the, your only responsibility this year is to find joy. Like that's it. And so I want you to be around the people that bring you joy. I want you to do the things that bring you joy, and I want you to be environments that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I thought I feel joy when I'm at Disney. Yes, like, you love it. There are environments where I walk into where my like I am I am very affected by physical environments. Yes. And so I thought, like at the start of the year, Lord, we would love to go to Disney. So we started, you know, planning and saving with a goal that it would be great. And also last year sucked. Like our vacation last year, we didn't have one, like most people in the world and our kids especially. I mean, we didn't even go outside last year. Right. So we were determined. Our goal this summer is to have a great vacation. Yes. And so we planned that. And I remember we, we drove, which it wasn't fun, 10 and a half hours to Florida. It wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. It was easier on the way back because yeah. we left at 5 a.m. in the morning. But I remember we drove the first night, we drove on to Disney Springs. Disney Springs is a kind of like downtown entertainment area. It's basically an outdoor shopping mall. There's yes. a movie theater. There's a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of food trucks. Yeah. All beautiful, all manicured, all gorgeous, you know, high-end stores. Yes. And so we drive down. We've been driving for 10 and a half hours. Oh, this is the this is the next day, isn't it? We've got the yes. day off. We, yeah. we drive down. We have a day off. We go to Costco, Publix, pick up some food. And that night, we take the kids out. Yeah. And uh, we're driving down. And we drive into the parking garage. That's right. I'm waxing lyrical. Not about the rides. Not about the hotel. I'm talking about the parking garage. Now, oh, help. What I'm going to explain about the parking garage, you will be familiar with. You've seen in other parking garages. So it's not new. It's just executed so brilliantly. As you're driving into this parking garage, and there's two of them, there's the Lime and there's the Orange, you know, multi-story car parks. As you drive in, which is all free parking, there is a little kiosk to your left, a little um, electronic board that has a listing of all the floors of the parking lot with the real-time count of the number of spaces. Not that new. Lots of parking you know, yes, that's that. pretty normal. Yeah. But as you pull in, you realize that as you're driving down the the kind of the passageways to kind of find your parking spots, there's little blue LEDs that are on. And if they're on, it means there's a space right where this LED is. So it's not that you're driving endlessly up and down aisles trying to find a space competing with everybody that's else. That's also not that abnormal now. No, not that abnormal, yeah. but still, just this yeah. thing is executed so brilliantly. And it's been there for years. So you know that when they built these parking lots, yes. they were thinking ahead about the people who are going to be arriving, lots of people arriving. How can we make the process of parking a much nicer experience? Yeah. And so it took us, like, I don't know, less than two minutes to find a spot. You just drive. Okay, we're going to go to the second one. Okay, perfect. That experience alone... 
I'm just like, okay, I just I haven't even got out of the car yet, and I love that you've already anticipated my need and met it. Yeah. Now I'm thinking I'm I've not really been around lots of people. Uh like what's this going to be like? And they've also thought of that. There's only one way in and only one way out. And one way in, as you go in, they're checking everybody for weapons. They're checking everybody for your bags. It's all done really, really swiftly. They've thought about every minutia of every part of of an experience. Other funny thing. Do you want to say anything, darling? Sorry. Well, I don't know where you're going with your other funny thing. Well, I'm just talking about, like, I haven't even talked about the rides or the experience. I'm just, I'm trying to get across the thought that these people recognize they're taking thousands of dollars from you. And they want to make sure that it doesn't feel like robbery. You actually go home (laughs) thinking that was money well spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you're spending your money on is at best mediocre food, unless you're going to really nice restaurants. Oh. Like I felt, I feel like they've upped their game with their even their walk up restaurants. I feel like I the don't food disagree, was much better. But in terms of the money that you're spending sure, for that food, sure, 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 okay. yeah, expensive. Yeah, you know, if you if you take like a left brain inventory of what you did with that money, yes. you set it on fire, and in return, you got to wait in the sunshine in the burning heat for <gasps> hours and to, ate for like a two best, minute ride. Food. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So how do they make you leave thinking that was great? Let's do that again. Right. It's all with intention. It's all with thought. It's all with care. It's all with honor. It's all with a heart of service. Their whole goal is to serve you and ensure that you have an incredible experience. Now, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize it, Yeah. but there are kingdom principles at work where they're just like, our whole goal is to make sure that you have an incredible experience. When we booked... Now, for those of you who'll know my views on, you know, masks and COVIDs, uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you must have thought, Jones, you must be mental going to Florida, Florida, which is the state with the highest COVID numbers. Like, what were you thinking of when we booked it? Disney, when we booked it, Disney was ensuring that everyone was wearing masks indoors, outdoors, regardless of vaccination. Right? Yes, and they'd also. Um, uh, it's humorous. They'd up. They'd upped their their cleanliness. It's one of the most clean yeah. places on the planet. Yeah. Right? But they'd up and they lowered the park capacities and significantly lowered the park capacities to the point where when we started booking, we could not get any dates for months because the park capacity was not full as in full, but full to what they decided yes. they were going to limit. Yeah, to. yeah. Part of the reason we went so late in the year was it was just that's the only that's when we could get in. Could yeah. Find. And so I felt comfortable that, like, okay, everybody at Disney has to wear a mask. Uh, they've lowered the park capacity. Uh, our kids are used to wearing masks. We've all got our hand sanitizers. Okay, this is going to be great. We're going to go. Well, lo and behold, we book our tickets, and then the CDC changes the rulings that vaccinated people don't need to wear masks. And instantly, Disney's like, okay, nobody needs to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. But of course, there's you no system ask. to yeah. tell whether people are vaccinated. So it's on yeah. the honor system, yeah. which means, uh, wah, 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 wah. So I'm like, okay, well, we've already... Uh, and we actually talk. Do we, we cancel it? We do trust we do the Lord, it? and we, we just go. Yeah. We trust the Lord. As we are driving down... The CDC reversed their decision, mm-hmm. and within 24 hours, Disney had reversed their decision. And yeah. so, by the time we arrived for the first day of their park, they'd instituted that everybody, regardless of your vaccination status, needed to wear your masks indoors. Strongly recommended outdoors, and I would say the compliance of that was just almost 100. percent Yeah, yeah. So from that again, every time you walk into a store, their staff making sure that you wear masks. And again, in the kindest way possible. Like, making sure people wear masks sounds like some sort of Gestapo thing. But again, they're brilliant at customer service. So they're ensuring compliance at all times. Everyone's having a great experience. Everyone's having a great time. Jump to most noteworthy experiences of this trip for you. Well, I got to do my favorite ride three times. So that was quite exciting. I don't know what your favorite ride is. Yes, you do. It's the Pandora ride, oh. where you get to ride on the dragons. Now, obviously, you're not riding on dragons, but you're like in this screen wearing these glasses, sitting on this thing that looks like a motorcycle that moves along with the video, so you feel like you're riding a dragon. But uh, I love that ride. And First I got time to we went it. on that ride, uh, six years ago? Five yes. years ago? Yeah. Uh, how long did we queue for that one? Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this time? Uh... 
Well, the first time, I think it was a little under an hour. Mm-hmm. And then the second then time, you have to ride it, it was immediately like, because one of our kids bailed, and I yeah. said, "You can be my rider pass with me." Yeah. Then I got to ride it again, and then uh, the third time we waited like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, I mean, really, this visit, the wait times were way less than we've ever experienced people. them. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a huge highlight. Um, but I think my biggest thing is going to the Star Wars land. Pause right for a second. Okay. Admittedly, and I've stressed this many times, we're not Disney nerds. Like, I don't have Mickey Mouse ties. I don't have Mickey Mouse socks. I don't know really the history of Disney. You know, that's not what we're about. It would be safe to say that A.J. Jones is absolutely a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, I love Star Wars. You absolutely love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. So you'd heard a lot about Galaxy's Edge. Describe to the people, the uninitiated, what Galaxy's Edge is. Well... So they've made, basically, they've tried to create the look of a Star Wars type planet. I'm sorry, tried to? Are you suggesting that it well, didn't it's, work? Well, it's, I forget what they named, what they named Batu. it. Batu. Batu. So they've made their own planet, or the look of their own planet. So you basically go through this tunnel and come out and you're in Batu. And the sight lines are amazing, because when you enter the planet, when you enter the tunnel to go in, you can't see the exit. Yeah. And, and all the sound changes as you're walking yeah. through. Yeah. And when you're in Batu, you can't see anything that doesn't look like you're in Batu. Like it does there's nothing There's like no if telegraph you, poles or skyscrapers. Yeah, if you look up in the sky, strokers? you can't you can't see anything that uh shatters your experience of being in Batu. So you're totally immersed in a Star Wars land. Yes. A whole And they've under- done an amazing job of making it feel like you're walking in one of the movies. Like, you know, you're on Tantooine. You know what I mean? Like, or you're, Talk you know. Talk about the, the, the refreshments, the, the Coke bottles. Oh, yeah. So, like, everything is themed as well. So, like, even the Coke bottles, um, they looked like grenades, you know, from the movies. And it doesn't say Coca-Cola on it. It says what you might imagine Coca-Cola would be yeah. in a space alien you can recognize the branding. Yeah, and even the print on it is like an alien, you know, thing. So, and all the foods are supposed to be kind of weird foods. Like one of the places we ate, which was was a docking bay seven. Where did we? Yes. Um, it was. Oh, you know, again, it's it's. Uh, we're walking up. We we went twice, but mostly because I I was one of my favorite meals, and it was just one of those walk up, take it away on a tray places it wasn't a sit down and dine but sorry to be a nerd yeah, but yeah. Let, let's talk about that yeah okay so how do you get food how do you feed hundreds of people consistently thousands of and people. have a great experience yeah how, how do you do that yeah another reason i love disney is the kind of the 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 intersection of amazing technology yes and amazing customer service and amazing entertainment yeah so we'd be walking from one ride to another and we'd send our order on and your iPhone. On your iPhone. And then you could, you know, wander, do whatever. And then it would give you like a window and say, hey, your food's ready now. And it's geolocated. As you walk up, they would start preparing for it. You paid for all contactless from Apple Pay. Yeah. And then you go in and they're like, go up to window number 11, who's window number 11 is waiting with your food there. And I mean, everything was. They've done their uh, best to brilliant. remove friction. Yeah, it was brilliant. And the food was great. And we had great food several times, which that's not my lasting memory from the previous visits. Like from the previous visits, because we're gluten free, uh, because we, you know, there's a bunch of foods we avoid. Usually I'm like, I'm going to have to eat stuff I don't want to eat. I'm going to feel like garbage. But we're at Disney. Mm -hmm. And this time, actually, we were able to eat really well. Mm -hmm. So I was I was really happy with that, too. Okay, now, so you're in this land this Bad area yeah right and so the shops there's restaurants there's food vendors and you're and all the cast members disney's phrase for their staff yeah are in character costume, not yeah. just in costume but in character yeah. so i'm wearing a mickey mouse hat with mickey mouse ears and one of the cast members comes up to me and says we see a lot of guests dressed as mice what what is that you know or uh, my fast pass had the epcot globe yeah. And when I showed it to them to access one of the rides, they're like, "Why do you have a Why do you have the Death Star on your communications device?" You know, so they're all you know, you're in total immersion. Yeah, there's two noteworthy rides there. Yes. Which one do you want to talk about first? Smuggler's Run. Talk about Smuggler's Run. So Smuggler's Run. I mean, first of all, this setup, even just waiting in the lineup, 
is almost enjoyable. There is so much stuff going on uh, in terms of looking at the walls, the ceilings. They have little robots everywhere. Describe what Smuggler's Run is. Smuggler's Run is you are going to fly the Millennium Falcon, you know, and, and bring some smuggled goods basically to the resistance. So you're And there's a life-size Millennium Falcon sitting that outside. you climb into. The, well, sitting outside. And they create the illusion yes, that you're climbing and they, into. And they create the illusion that you're actually climbing into the Millennium Falcon. Which you literally do because we have a picture of us all sitting at it's, the chess table. Yes. At the ch- yes. And I have a video, which we could probably also put in um, for the members. I have a video of uh, when I was not, when you were flying, mm-hmm. you know, Flying, not Excuse as good, as, not awesome as, good as I flew it, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, and I was sitting back, and I just took a like a video of all the kids, you know, and their reactions to flying the Millennium Falcon. But you, you do feel like this is we are the only people in this. There's ship. only five people. We it's just our family. We're in yeah. the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, we're legit flying it. Yeah, and shooting lasers, it. and you know, so I mean, it was it it was pretty. Both it was. Just really well done in terms of how immersive it is and how mm-hmm. the the buy in of the whole thing, and you know all those cast members are members of the Rebel Alliance, so they're like, hey, you know, thanks for doing this, and you know whatever, and uh, we're so excited that you're gonna, you know, and then if you go to the other one that's new, which is the Rise of the Resistance, you know, you go through this whole. Yes, you want to stop? No, I, I, I'm just saying, like, if you're planning on the Rise of Resistance, skip to the next chapter because I don't want this to be, I don't want this to be spoiled, a spoiled experience because it, it was breathtaking. It was, it was amazing. I'm just the, those cast members, you know, being yeah, sit, lay out for our, our, our listeners. Okay, so what, what happens? So what, what happens is you're on a transport, you know, and you're trying to help Ray and the Resistance. Uh, and then the transport gets um, tractor beamed onto an Imperial cruiser. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're you're there and there's stormtroopers everywhere. And, you know, and, and they're all everybody's in character and, you know, calling you rebel scum and ordering you in certain directions and, you know, trying to stare you down. And, you know, all this it's it's I mean, it's just super fun. But you th- you, you you think of it as a ride. And, and it's not. It's, it's not. an experience. There's a ride part of it, but there's, there's so there's much experience. There's several ride parts of yeah, it. Yeah, there's a couple of different times when you're in something that's transporting you. Uh, but it's it's the experience of the whole thing. And at one point, you when you come out onto this Imperial cruiser, I, I mean, you feel like I am in a one of those massive bays from an Imperial cruiser looking out at the starry night, you know, and there's... There's TIE fighters up on the side that are f- like full TIE. I mean, it's. I was. I was just like, oh the my scope, gosh, the scale. The I can't. We were trying to figure out how big this one room was, mm-hmm. uh, and I have no idea how many stories high it would have been. Five, six stories high, something like that, to create this massive. What was one of the hangars, you know, mm-hmm. that would have the that the ships would come in and out of? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I lo- I loved it. I loved I I loved that he at one point I think MJ asked you so I don't know if he was afraid or what the deal was, and you leaned over to say something and and uh, yeah, we're in line and MJ asked me something, he whispered something to me, and I lean over to comfort him. Yeah, and the one of the imperial officers that comes over and says, what are you talking about and you know do you know the location of the base and you know and and, and actually holds you and mj back when he lets the rest of us go and you know what and i was just like dang like they're it, it was it's, so fun it's like going to see a play and being part of the play yeah, yeah. gosh now we sound like other nerds yeah and then the ride itself was really great too like just super impressive and you go through like through the legs of an at at walker and just like i was like you know my kids thought it was great but i was like this is amazing you know mm-hmm. um but again i'm a you know star wars is my childhood mm-hmm. you know is so many great memories attached to it and then the joy continues because disney plus has a series on the making of all those rides yes and then you go and watch that and again you're st- struck by the intention and how long it took them to do it and they've done. I mean, it's it's so impressive. Oh, I have a I have a one funny story though from being okay, in. Tell a story. Bad 
Batu. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that Alan and I both commented on and loved, like walking around the parks for six days, is how multicultural it is. Like again, we we live in in Franklin, and it's it's just really white. Like we predominantly Caucasian people walking right, around. Right, and and you're from Edinburgh, and I'm from Toronto. We're from much more of a multicultural scenario, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, I was just really enjoying seeing all like all different races, all different uh, types of people. And I was loving that the kids were ex- immersed in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were watching beautiful families. Of course, oh. it's a global destination. Oh, yeah. And so you're watching families from and you're hearing different languages. You're yeah. seeing different skin colors. You're seeing lots of um, you know cultures represented. It's yeah. just so beautiful. Amazing. Right. Yep. And so we were totally enjoying that. And I remember at this one point we were we were walking. We'd rocked out of one of the rides. And if you had looked around at that moment, we we would by far have been the minority as, a you know, a a, a white, white family, family walking yep. uh, at that moment. We're surrounded and by people of color everywhere. Everywhere. And, and we're I, the white family. And loving it, you yep. know. And so because we were like, you know, super aware of that and really enjoying it, you know, we were like walking like, yay. And all of a sudden, uh, MJ, MJ stops and he points ahead of him and he yells really loud, look, daddy, white people. Like he's amazed to see white people. Right. And we we both like put our like just like looked up and all of a sudden like you're you're aware like there's people looking at us. Alan looks up to where he's pointing and it's at stormtroopers. It's a it's a stormtrooper display of like it's a bunch of stormtroopers walking walking through towards us. And and so Alan goes, "Yes, son, stormtroopers." At which point you hear like all of these different families just start howling, laughing at like how funny slash awkward slash looked. And I was like, he doesn't even know they're. Called stormtroopers i failed you failed i failed as, your as parent a parent too. yeah we um, tried to get our kids to watch star wars at least the first three the yeah, original yeah, you know we, parts, they, they watched four, one three, six, well and they got bored. watched them all but yeah but mj and tia they they pieced out so i was gonna well i was gonna ask you something and you told that story uh what was i gonna ask you hmm. did i try the blue juice i didn't they have blue something milk i'm i'm Hearing, you know, your passion, which, of course, I was right there with you and wandering through Galaxy's Edge. I wanted to get my own personalized lightsaber, but I didn't. (laughs) Do you know about (laughs) the Disney hotel experience that they've made for Star Wars? Yeah, it hasn't opened yet, right? You just sent it to me. And this is why I'm disappointed, because I sent it to you and you didn't look at it. And ask me how I know you didn't look at it, because you didn't come through the bedroom screaming, babe, we need to book this. Oh, well, it's only a two-day experience, and we've just gotten back. Okay. I did look at it. Okay. I know you didn't. I did. You haven't grasped the concept of it. I haven't grasped the concept. Yeah, you looked at the scroll through. Yeah, I did briefly look at it, and I went. It's Rise of the Resistance on steroids. Okay. So it's a two-night experience. Like, you go there, and it's not like a hotel. Of course it is a hotel where you sleep there. Mm -hmm. But the whole hotel is supposed to be a space cruiser. There's no windows in the building. There are. There's windows in every room, but they look out into space just like the one right. that you did. Okay. And from the moment that you arrive there, the whole thing is a themed Star Wars experience yeah. where you create a story that you live out over the next three days, two nights. And included it in it is transportation and entry to Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios. Oh. So from the time that you park and are taken on, the same immersion that you experienced in Galaxy's Edge and on the rise of the Resistance is expanded to 24 hours a day. This might be a great anniversary idea for January. Now you're talking. Right? Because I was looking at it and it's so freaking expensive. Like, so expensive. Listen, we'll ditch the kids. We'll totally ditch the kids. And now it's manageable and doable. So what anniversary are we celebrating in January? (gasps) Doesn't even matter. (laughs) What number? I don't know. What's the number going to be? 22... Five 17th. 17th. If I look up on Wikipedia, it, it says 17 is, is Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, great. <laughs> then I could get my lightsaber. I don't know whether to be turned on right now. <laughs> or like, I just... Just think about it. Just... Never mind. <laughs> I won't, because i got a podcast to talk about. 
So we've talked about the intention. We've talked about the excellence. Let me talk about, we've been to Disney. I counted up five times. Yes. Uh, the kids know. have been four? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, MJ's only been three because he wasn't alive for the other one. Yeah, it's not his fault. So we've been to Disney five times in the last 15 years. Yeah. Which means we've been there as grown adults on a honeymoon. We've been there with an, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. That was my least favorite visit. As grown adults? No, no, no. As with a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Okay, I was like, yeah, was I a, never want to do that again. Well, I was going to talk about like being at Disney through different stages of life. Yes. With different ages of kids. Yes. Because what I was going to say is they've all been different and all been glorious. Yeah. Why didn't you like the one with a three-year-old and a one-year-old? Well, again, when you looked back, I guess all but our honeymoon, our honeymoon was in January. Yes. And I remember the weather was 60, 65 degrees. I wore a sweater the whole time. You wore a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was pretty great weather-wise. Uh, when we went with Abby being three and Tia being one. Less than one. Uh, it was, uh, no, she was just no, past, she was. You're just right. past yeah, one. You're right, yeah, because we went in July. You're right. Um, it was so stinking hot. I remember one day it was 104, 106 degrees. And again, I don't sweat. I overheat and pass out, but yeah, I don't true. ever arrive at sweating. And I remember, you know, our stroller was black. And I remember watching one of the parades coming through Hollywood Studios. And, you know, Abby was totally into it. Although you look at her, her face is like bright red. She's soaking wet with sweat. You're right. But MJ, or sorry, Sweet Tia was one one and looking, looking at me like, like are you, are you like doing? what are you doing are you did you bring me here to fry i mean is that you know because she's not yeah she, she didn't Abby had an it. amazing experience tia yes. like you could have just been at kroger's she didn't have a clue what was going yeah. on yeah so but abby had an amazing experience we then went back five six years later yeah and i think what's sweet is watching our kids build memories yeah. that we can all share as a family yeah. it's not something i'd want to do every year no like by day 5 this year i was like yeah, yeah going once good. every 5 I'm years done. feels about like the the yeah, right yeah. time yeah. he said then we're planning on back in january well that's apparently. for us though adult mm-hmm. adult time at Star Wars, that's totally different. Totally different, people. Totally different. We're going to have to take a break fairly soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I... I, uh, I. The next time that we went was way more fun because Tia knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had their little books that they went and got signatures from all the princesses mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. That I loved watching them. Um experience this place it's literally made for them like yes adults will probably love it and have fun but it's made for Mm -hmm. kids you know and there's so much like wonder to it which i love i think the thing i've i've loved is watching how they've catered to every age group yeah they really have like going there with a stroller you would think would be a nightmare and please, honestly, with a, with a stroller, without a stroller, uh, without a stroller, I'm so glad I wasn't pushing my kids around a stroller. But what right. I'm saying is, when we did push our kids around a stroller, they'd thought about that. Yeah. What's life going to be like for people with strollers? Right. Oh, here's a way we could make it. Yeah, better. they've thought about everything. Oh, you know, all yeah. the all the intention. Tell me your highlights of this this uh, most recent trip. Uh, Batu, of course. Naturally. Um, Pandora ride. Uh, our dinner. We went for dinner uh, at Tiffin's. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, we had never eaten there before, and it was really good. Well, what we did this, we've only stayed on campus twice, because like I said, it's... it's You can save so much money by staying in an Airbnb off campus. We got an Airbnb, a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house on Airbnb with a pool Yes, in a gated community yeah. that was between 10 and 20 minutes from each park, depending oh, on where you Oh, it was way went. less than that. It was, it, was, it was seven minutes to the sign. Like, you know, the... The sign oh, that you drive underneath, you know, I'm the big, sorry the for big lying Walt to Disney you and sign. misleading you and That's saying right. it was 10 minutes don't when it was it, seven don't minutes. Don't make it more than it was because uh, we made it once in six minutes and I remember. <laughs> um, but we stayed on the actual road that comes right underneath that sign. Like we were on, we were on the actual road. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was an Airbnb house. Yeah. You could buy, you could buy, you could rent a three bedroom, four bedroom apartment. A house, yeah, for half the price of the cheapest accommodation oh, at Disney. What, yeah, it was was way le- like because we would have had to do family accommodation, mm-hmm. which would be Multiple way more rooms and right, right, right. 
So it was so much less, like probably a quarter of what we would have had to pay. No, it was half because I, I, I was remember, it? yeah, I pulled up a spreadsheet and I said, you know, where, where do you want to spend our money? And so I went through it. Okay. So what we did is because we were so close, we would uh, sometimes just go for the morning and then we would come home in the heat of the day. The kids would swim in the pool. I'd play video games. You'd have a nap or read a book. Yeah. We'd and eat some food because there's a Publix right next door. We'd just go buy some groceries. Yeah. And then we'd go back, back at night. Yeah. And then one day, you know, we felt safe enough to just leave the kids. You know, Abby's 14. And say, Abby, do you feel comfortable babysitting, letting the kids swim in the pool, put them to bed? Yeah. Me and mommy are going to go back out. And we go back out at night and just the two of us would be able we to enjoy the park. We had a date. Yeah. 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 That was the day that your your game got overwritten. It was a sad day. Yeah, sad day. Uh, favorite <laughs> park out of the four? Animal Kingdom. That, why Animal Kingdom? Uh, Pandora. L- I, literally because of Pandora. Uh, yeah. And you don't and, even like the film. I don't like the film. Avatar. Uh, yeah, not you, really. Don't even care. No. it's I love that ride. But also, the Animal Kingdom has way more shade. Mm-hmm. So the rest of them feel very much like a concrete jungle to me like it feels animal kingdoms feels more spread out there's so many trees like for somebody who i love nature i like just being out in nature it's meeting that need as well mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways because there's so much just pretty nature around you where the other parks don't have that mm-hmm. so i like animal kingdom um and then after animal kingdom yes. would i think that really epcot and hollywood studios are tied only because Hollywood Studios has Batu. If it didn't, it would be Epcot because food, wine, like the just I love all the multicultural. Like we you were go there at the food places. and wine festival. Yeah, where they had little food trucks everywhere, and you could just go eat amazing yeah. food from yeah. all these like food vendors. Yeah. Kids were a bit bored at Epcot. Epcot was going through a huge renovation that threw me off. Cause you know they they blocked off huge ways. You know, I'm not. I'm very directionally challenged at the best of times, but curiously at oh. Disney, I'm not. Uh, Chris, could you cut out that little statement right there and well, make I've, it into my ringtone? That I've would be so great. I've never argued that I'm <laughs> not directionally like challenged. Said, yes. I am Just say one hugely more time. directionally challenged. Like, it's not one of my gifts. <gasps> and yet at Disney, I pretty much always know where I am. Uh, oh, sure. Okay. No, wait, you, you disagree with that? Yeah, I disagree. There was a couple times where I was like, yeah, there was a better way to go there well i was following the app and the app was smarter than mm. well anyway yes so you what you like what park did you like oh Epcot because they were under construction <clears throat> yeah i like i'm a magic kingdom person Ugh, it's my least favorite yeah because it's packed like it, there's so always no, way right. more people at magic kingdom there's almost no shade mm-hmm. and everything is super like everything's super close together because it's the first park and they you know the other reason I love it is as a shaper, high shaper, people who love to plan, is it is a shaper's dream because oh, yeah. you plan everything yeah. before you go. Yeah. You plan which part you're going to on which day. You can make your meal reservations. Months in advance. Well, now. Two yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. But normally six months in advance. You can, you know, and the app is amazing. The whole experience is seamless. Yeah. You know, so. Every park has a Starbucks. You're, That's you're all happy that, with that. all that really matters right there. Uh, best ways to save money, or or what should you spend money on? What and where should you save money at Disney? Well, where you could save money is do stuff like we brought a. You carried a backpack. Thank you for doing that because I know it was so heavy welcome. and you you carried it every day. We brought uh, frozen Capri Sun and frozen water bottles that would thaw throughout the day, so it was always cold. And then like little snacks, and so because your snack is probably going to be ten dollars. Ahead, oh yeah, per person. Oh yeah, every time you have a snack, and it's like about five dollars for a drink. Gonna, yeah, yeah, five dollars for a drink, like four dollars for a water, including tax. Like a, an ice cream sandwich is like seven dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, so we just were like, okay, where could we, you know, make it we more stayed budget off-site. friendly? Yeah, stayed off site. What about parking? Um, huh? Huh? Oh huh? well, so we we the first couple of days we did normal parking, and then the last two days or the last three days we well, paid for the premium parking. Preferred parking. Preferred And parking. why did we pay for preferred parking? Because we were coming out late at night with children that we'd made walk around in the heat for 10 hours. And then because Disney isn't running those tram things anymore to bring you back to your spot because I guess they're down staff or they're trying to save money. Put the staff or, somewhere else. Yeah. So you could literally have to walk another mile once you get outside the not, gate. Not quite. It was yeah, half a mile. I tracked it. Okay. 
you do, I remember getting outside of one of the parks, and I remember saying, AJ, babe, if we could call an Uber right now to pick us up from where we are to where our car is parked, would you pay $20 for that? And you were like, yes. So I said, tomorrow, we'll pay the extra $20 yeah. and get preferred parking. Yeah, because hands down, you're hot, you're tired, you've been walking all day, you've walked like 10 miles already, mm-hmm. and... The kids, poor sweet. I mean, mostly MJ, but like tiny legs. Yeah, tiny legs is just like I mean to get outside the park and then go. Yeah, we still have another ten or fifteen minute walk to our car was uh, not great for him. Uh, so yeah, we we got preferred parking. I would spend money on preferred parking. Yeah, I would save money on your food. Like Disney's got a couple of different dining options. Like they've got like what they call like I don't know. They classify it as like sit down. Yeah. You're gonna pay a premium for that. You got to balance whether that's worth it because you're actually sitting down in air conditioning and someone's waiting on you. That's true. That the air conditioning part is nice of that. But they've also got your like they call it like a, you know pick up or fast food and you get some good ones. Just do reviews. Yeah. But bring snacks. That'll cut down costs. Stay yeah. off site. Yeah. We never bring, bothered with bring park water hop. bottles because it's expensive. We the, don't. No, we never do park hop. The either. longer you stay, the cheaper your ticket works out. Yeah, so like a, a four-day ticket is more expensive than a six-day ticket. Not more expensive. The but difference it's per between day. paying a four-day and day. a... Yes. Yeah. The difference between paying for four days and paying for six days is negligible. Right. And so that's what we did. And that really cut down the pressure because we picked two parks to do over two days. Yeah. So you could make them shorter days. Yeah. And you can go back as many times as you want it within the same day. And especially with the preferred parking, it was great because you could... For us, we could drive home Straight 10 minutes gate. away... You know, six like minutes one, away. None one, of you are one, lying, deceiving. Days, Ten minutes. It this this guy's opened, and we were soaked, and uh, and we were we were waiting to go on Rise of the Resistance again. We weren't soaked because we had our rain ponchos that we saved from the last time, which cost eighteen dollars each. So right. bring your own but rain ponchos. Th- they've now been used for three visits, so they owe us nothing. But yeah, we we had those. No, but our feet, ever our feet, our, our feet legs, was, everything yeah, was so right. it felt like walking in a puddle, and so and the ride went down for something, and so they were saying, hey, we were still an hour away from our reservation time on it, and the ride is now temporary closed. So we just drove home, changed clothes, put on shoes that weren't ate some lunch. Yeah, ate some lunch, had a snack. I had a little nap. You played games with MJ, and then we went back, and we were all like much better because we weren't we, we literally drove home did all that drove back did that one ride drove home again it didn't feel like a waste we we used uh some wisdom from brett and shaley they had had all of their kids wear a bum bag or a fanny pack depending on what part of the world you're from uh and so we I to, never mind we uh we had in that we had they each had their own rain shield thing and uh uh, spare face mask, spare face masks, and some hand sanitizers, and you know whatever. And, uh, and then the girls could put their phones in it, and then that way you didn't ever have to take them off. So on any ride, you're not worrying about my phone's going to fall out or I'm going to drop my phone or anything like that. Um, so that was their idea. We did that. They uh, we borrowed their their stuff. It was stuff also for fun that. going to part with a 14 year old. Oh, it's great because you know she, if she didn't want to ride a ride, she I mean, at one point she went off and just rode on Everest, and I feel totally safe letting my kids wander at Disney because yeah. the whole thing's safe. Yeah, my older kids, yeah. you know, but we also train our younger kids. Hey, if you get lost, you get separated. Who do you look for? Cast member? Like, what do they look like? What do you say? Right. And you know, everybody except MJ has got a phone, so you can track them with Find My Friends. Yeah, but it was great. It was oh, really good. So great. Yeah, and oh, you know what? My favorite thing was from this this trip. Was that Tia conquered her roller coaster fear? Well, now was, we need a little bit of a backup here. We need to back up and talk about trauma. Okay, so here's the deal: every Disney trip, Alan traumatizes at least one child. Cut to <laughs> my kids telling their trauma stories at Disney. Tia and MJ, no parents today. The most wonderful show is Keeping Up with the Jones Kids. Hi, I'm MJ. And I'm Tia. Hey, we're here to tell you about our family tradition of our dad traumatizing uh, each child at Disney. And it all started when Abby went on the dinosaur ride because my dad said it was a baby ride. He was dead wrong. Uh, and then he took me on Space Mountain, first roller coaster ever. I was six. He said it was a baby ride. Also dead wrong. And then this time, so basically my dad said, Oh, this is a perfect ride. 
It's all scary, but I think you'll love it. It's only three drops. Okay, I'll go on it. It's six drops. I hated it. Caming off crying. Yeah, if you couldn't tell which red that was, that was Tower of Terror. Yeah, funny story, actually, the year that he took me to Disney and I got traumatized, he actually came off of it with Abby and was like, I think Tia would love this. We both hated it. He's dead wrong when it comes to rides. So basically, the moral of the story is when it comes to Disney, you can only trust mommy. So Tia has that story of being traumatized. Which is totally my fault. Anyway, we're we're at the Magic Kingdom, and and Tia is starting to she's considering does does she want to try Magic Mountain? You know, does she Magic Mountain. or what was it called? Space Mountain. Thank you. Okay, I always call it Magic Mountain. <laughs> so she's she's trying to think like do do I want? I mean, because Abby's like, you know, it's not it doesn't even go upside down. It doesn't doesn't have a loop to loop whatever. And up until like. Even driving there, Tia's like, I'm not doing Space Mountain. I'm not doing Space Mountain. Anyway, Tia and I are walking around. We've gone to go get a coffee. It's just the two of us, and we're holding hands. And she says, you know, Mommy, I, I wonder if, like, I might want to do it because, you know, I don't I don't really want to be afraid of things. And I said, yeah, it's not, it's not good to be afraid. You know, like, it's not great to be afraid of things. And so we talked about that for a little bit. And I just said, you know, Tia... You know what? If you if you try it, I don't know if this is great parenting or not. If you try it, I'm going to take you out for a special treat because I know you were super scared and I just want to reward being brave. But here's the thing. I love you. I, you know, I'm proud of you. Whether you decide to go on, I don't care if you ever go on a ride again. Totally fine. But I also want you to know, hey, if you're if you want to try it, I I would reward you as well because, you know, I, so I don't know if that's good or bad, but anyway, that's what I said. And we were talking about that a little bit. And uh, I said, you know, whenever I'm afraid on a ride, I I laugh to remind myself that, you know, I'm not afraid. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. 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 So she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I go, ha, 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 if I'm afraid, like, to be like, this is a ride, you know. Um, so she was like, okay. And then we had watched, was it called Luna? Luca. Luca. Uh, and in that, like, the character... He keeps saying, Silencio Bruno, you know, as his like when he's yeah. afraid. And so we came up with ha 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 Silencio Bruno, you know, as like our, yeah, we're not afraid kind of thing. Anyway, so she tried it. And, you know, I sat in front of her and just anytime it did, I mean, it is a fast roller coaster. In the dark. But when I'd hear, you know, at one point I heard her go, Mommy. And I was like, ha ha ha, Silencio Bruno. And so she just starts like yelling that on the right. I'm sure the people behind us, you know, whatever. Um, but she came up and she actually wanted to do it again. Mm-hmm. And then she started wanting to do. All the all rides. The rides um, yeah. Which is great because the last trip she wouldn't do any. Um, so that was fantastic. But then this this year you decided to traumatize MJ. Well, again, it's, I don't want to get into defense here. But yes, at times I forget what might be terrifying to small children. And in my enthusiasm, It was terrifying to me. I can't do much about that. Oh, okay. It's called Tower of Terror for a reason. And... You guys, both you and Abby were like, oh, it's so, it's not really, hardly drops at all. And there's like, maybe, there's no big drop. I mean, they're not big drops. And so here's me as a, as a mom, you know, that's his experience, but I'm listening to him sitting the row behind him. I've got Tia's hand and we're doing ha 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 Silencio Bruno, but I can hear him bawling his eyes out on the ride. And I was like, no, we've done it again. And uh, we got off the ride and Tia's quick response was well mj it was your turn to get traumatized so daddy has traumatized yeah, each of now us now each of us disney. have had a trauma experience at disney so i think that we've been talking a lot about disney is there anything else you want to add that we haven't thought about yes Go i on. mean my, my only thought was it's not really worth it I think when the kids are under three, like yeah. I, I do think that they look around and they see, I don't think that they remember that much. It's a lot of money to spend when they're not going to have like, you know, an understanding of what mm-hmm. they're seeing. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, over three, Abby still remembers going when she was three and she mm-hmm. remembers getting Winnie the Pooh signature and all that kind of stuff. Tia has no recollection. Whatsoever. I'm actually amazed about what stood out to the kids. Like as we would walk around the park and our kids now would reminisce on the things that they had seen. I'm amazed what stood out to them. Yeah. And yeah, it's an expensive way to build beautiful memories. Yes. It's perfect. It was so fun. Well, there's our, uh, I was going to say quick summary, but it's not quick. There's Disney our meandering Ramble. Disney <laughs> rambles. There's lots of great websites, lots of great blogs. If you do want to go to Disney, I would just consult them. They've got That's how we kind of planned our trips. Um, we're happy to nerd out and talk about Disney. So if you've got any specific Disney questions, you're welcome to email us. If you've got any questions you'd like to ask us, whether it's about Disney or whether it's about anything, go to alanandaj.com slash ask. And to get show notes for this week's episode, go to alanandaj.com slash 248. All right, we'll be back next week with some non-Disney content. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, they talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.